I and maybe others would like to hear about the parallels between sexuality and spirituality. To be honest, one can't exist without the other. Mm -hmm. uh, the sexual energy is essential to any spiritual life. Uh, it's in the sexual energy that all of the human gets transformed into kundalini energy. When energy moves from the third chakra where it becomes chi through the sex, that's where the transformation takes place. And it's really where, you know, it's also a union of the yin and the yang, the emergence of the masculine and feminine energy that also takes place in the sexual area, which gives birth to kundalini. So it really is an essential part of the process, you know, to learn how to use your sexual energy uh, consciously. You know, Tantra is a big thing in the world. There's a million books written on it, and every book has pictures of, you know, God's coupling, and, you know, you know the sexual aspect of meditation, of spiritual practice, is the area of rebirth. You know, we're all a product of sexuality. Inside ourselves... That same sexuality gives birth to us as energy moves through the sexual area. It's a kind of alchemy that takes place. The lower levels of life are transformed into kundalini. And that transformation allows the soul to rise and connect with God. So sexual energy is really a key part of the puzzle. It has to be used consciously. It's certainly not going, to work, not going to work if somebody bounces from bed to bed. It can be used in two ways. When people make love, people really love each other and are evolving spiritually, they can use that sexual energy to activate kundalini, to really transform you know, the lower, as I said, the lower elements of life into a spiritual life. It can be done in meditation, same process drawing energy through the sexual area to the base of the spine and uh, activating kundalini. Sexual energy is energy of rebirth. It's essential if a human being is going to have a spiritual life. You can be a celibate, you know, to do this, but the energy needs to move through the sexual area. For, on the first level, you know, where I'm talking about this therapeutical stuff. That's how all the craziness gets transformed. Mm -hmm. It becomes chi and then it goes through the sexual area and it act and your tension, your garbage, your you know, it begins to feed the kundalini because it's purified when it goes through the sexual area. And then once you can live with your heart open, then all of that joy, that everything, gratitude goes through the sexual area and one attains a state of enlightenment. It's simply a process, it's just another tool that is available for people to use to grow in their lives, and an essential tool, and it needs to be used consciously. You know, it's not going to work if you hang around bars picking up people, you know, so you can go bounce in bed with them for a night. But it is going to work if people with elevated consciousness use it to transform all their garbage into gold. Mm. It's a very, very essential part of it. It's also a part that people, you know, it's X-rated for God's sake. Mm -hmm. People don't even talk about it. You know, you know, you, you get whole churches, and you know, it's forbidden. Mm. 
this whole thing. And I think it scares the shit out of a lot of people because this is the area that transforms all the human to the divine. Mm -hmm. This is the area where you really have to let go of your power. Hmm. You understand? You have to surrender totally to make this work. Which means that, you know, dogma doesn't work. Dogma's got to be burned up in that area. You know, all the rituals and all the all the stuff, you know, that people... It's all got to be burned up as in the energy. And a lot of times this has become no-no, hush-hush, because people are afraid to let go of their power. If you do this, you truly become nothing inside yourself. And when you become nothing inside yourself, you become a channel for God's energy. And as I said, you can be celibate. You can, be, you can make love 12 times a day doesn't matter as long as the energy is used in that way. What, what power what people are holding on to that you were just talking about? The biggest one is, you know, control. Mm-hmm. Ego. I know better. I control you. You are my slave, basically. I mean, it's, the whole world is that way. I mean, you know, what is corporations? that They're, they're the biggest slave mongers in the world, you know? They use people and give them money so they can make huge fortunes of money. And people are like slaves, you know? And, and, you know, you go into almost any situation, including families, there's power. You understand who controls, who has the final word, whose ego is the biggest in the situation. It's a nightmare. But if one brings all of that through the second, you've got to let go of it all. And you discover that the only energy in the universe that has any real power is God. And all the rest of it is just a lot of bullshit. Comes and goes. I mean, I always talk about that wonderful poem by Shelley about Ozymandias. You know, that wonderful poem. I mean, this is one of the most incredible poems ever written. I, I love that poem, you know. Because it just shows you all the bullshit of life and all this power and the, you know, these Napoleonic complexes and people that want to control the world and one day they're just, you know, here lies Ozymandias, king of kings but that kind of power goes on from the lowest to the highest, it goes on in the poorest, se- I mean I, I'm reading this book that's really interesting uh, by an American writer named Catherine Boo, you know, and it's about the slums of India and you can believe the, in the places where people have nothing, the incredible power struggles that go on to control nothing. You know? It's staggering how people manipulate each other, they kill each other, they hurt each just to control their little piece of nothing. Living in the worst slums imaginable. And I know because I've seen those slums. Who can outdo the other to get my little piece of the game that's going to make me a little better than they are? You know, I mean, it's fantastic. And they're, they're struggling for things that I don't think anyone in this room would even give a thought about. And these people are, same power that goes on in the halls of Congress is going on in the slums of India. Power struggles. Once that energy moves through the sexual area, there's only one power, 
and that's the infinite energy in the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. I don't, higher energy, mm. you call it what you want. I don't want to ever get into theological, you know, definitions of what God is. I really don't care. You just call it what you want. But that is the power that is so transcends anything we can understand or anything that we can comprehend in our little little teacup of a world we live in, you know? Does it matter if one person is working on themselves spiritually and the other person is not? Well, it's better if both are, but no, it doesn't really matter, you know? Unless the other person is trying to negate what you're doing. You understand? Mm -hmm. Then it matters. Then you have a struggle. Then you got a, you got the slums of India going on there. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you really do. You know, but if the person is open and receptive to you trying to do okay, you know. They're not ready, but they are at least guiding you and helping you. You know? You know, there's also sexual power in this world, you know. People use sex for power. You know, very common thing in life. I control people by the use of sexuality. I have a book I wrote called New York City Moments, and there's a, a little story in there about equality. And it's about this guy, Augustine, who's watching the television set, and they're talking, and there's all these women are talking about feminism and the power over, you know, struggle for the, and he begins to let his mind go and he, he <laughs> talks about women in bikinis and the sexuality and eventually the whole seductive force takes the, all the power away from men you know and you know I mean it's true it's just this endless political struggle mm -hmm. of who controls and people use sexuality for that well I am not talking about this I'm talking about sexuality being one of the highest forms of love that can exist between people. Mm. And in that love, one can transform the human to the divine. And you, you don't have to have two, but as long as the person's on your side, that's all you need. It's got to be on your side. <laughs> you really have to be there for you, and okay, you know... 